Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Let's do this. Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're actually not recording in Studio A today. We're on location in the home of my parents. Thank you as always to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Okay, we're back for what we think is probably the conclusion of our discussion with mom. Just kind of by, what is the word? You know, biography someone. Do you biography someone? Yes, otherwise it's an autobiography. But you can't use it as a verb. In any case, (laughs) we're we're back for, I don't know how to use biography as a verb, so I'm not going to use it that way. But we're back for what what is probably going to be the last uh, section of our our interview as we try to bio uh, mom and tell her story. So guys, thanks for for sitting in for the whole thing. Are you guys ready to get started? Yes, definitely. Go for it. Mom, let's continue. Okay. So now I want to get to the the point that you, the thing that you reference, because mom's next note is, (laughs) and I chuckled a little bit when I read this, when I was reviewing the notes in preparation for for this, we became Texans. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now that seems like a benign comment, (laughs) but what we're about to get into is... Like, we really became <laughs> Texans. Like, we became Texans isn't like, now we're citizens of the state of Texas, and we're not from Wisconsin anymore. Like, we became Texans, right? Yes. And, and so, so, this is one of the, I, I, I don't remember if I asked Dad this or not, but, but no one embraced Texas. No, no one moved into Texas and embraced Texas for all that it was more than Dad did. He let's, he, let's he was, talk about that for a little bit. It was bit. almost like he was always he finally came home. Mm-hmm. He was always meant right. to be here, mm-hmm. and 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 That's he correct. Fin- yes. <laughs> and so so the next this is the only thing you put, which is it's such an <laughs> understatement. But like your only note under we became Texans was we got horses. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we really got horses. Like at one point, we had four or five horses boarded down the road. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, everyone in the family had a horse. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And boots and Western clothing. Oh yeah, we had. We, I mean, to this day, Dad wears jeans. Like and boots. every day, and every boot, like, day. like his closet is full of boots. It looks like a little boot store in there. <laughs> but, but we all had cowboy hats. We had boots. We had. We did an addition onto our house a few years later. It was all rustic Western themed. Yes. You know, other parts of our home were were you, know, you had done some minor reservations. He specifically were, liked that house because, like, of the the dark the big cedar That's on correct. the yes. Uh, uh, I I I need to I should have dug more deeply into why Dad embraced Texas so, as much as he did, but but boy did he ever! <laughs> <laughs> and, and and this was you know this was then we moved quickly into the eighties and Dad was in business and the, the, the just industry and business in the eighties was was very flashy and you guys had furs and Rolex watches and, <laughs> and all these and, things and, and the brick cell phones. Oh yeah, of course he had the brick cell phone, which we got into in the first sit down with Dad about how much he hates technology. <laughs> Please go back and listen. Um, so, so from your perspective, and, and that, this was not uncharacteristic of Dad. When when he gets into something, he really gets into something. Mm-hmm. But, exactly. But but where where were you at in this in this just profound embracing of of the Texas Texas well, and, the, and Texas culture? No, you did, I loved it. You I loved lo- it. I loved it. Well, she loves animals. No. no. Right. Get on, put her on so, the back of a black horse and let yeah, her ride we around. Went, we, we went from white mouse in the pocket <laughs> to, um, I believe he was, hands, yes, so. a retired cutting horse, black, except for like one little star on his forehead. She named him Mama's Boy. 
Mama's boy. That's right. Now, now we all. I mean, we all had horses. It makes us sound like how, wealthy people. We are not wealthy people, but but it's just one of those things. As an example, when, again, when Dad gets into something, he really gets into it. And so we lived in a modest home, but we had yes. all these other things because it was things that he decided he was interested in. How so tall all, is your mother? Five nothing. Five three ish. No, mom's never been five three in her yes, entire life. Yes, she is. She's five one or five two. Five two and a half. <laughs> Yeah. And the horse Compromise. was 17 on, on, on platform hands. shoes. On platform, platform shoes. Yes. So anyways, we all had horses. They mm-hmm. all had names. We had ponies, like horses everywhere. Uh, so we, we really got into, into, being, into being Texans, which we still are today. Um, I'm, try, I'm just trying to decide where to go next with this. Um, Me. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, well, that is hey. Hello, I show up somewhere in this. Yeah, yes, you do. So, yes, you do. So, so I have. A, I do. So that just, was textbook youngest child. I was it? I right. love that that you just did that. All right, all right, youngest sibling across the table from me in this conversation. This has reference for the listener. I'm looking across the table at my youngest who. So, Cindy, you were born in 71, I was born three years later in 74, and 10 years later in 1984, along comes Anne. <laughs> Me. So As she takes both of her thumbs and enthusiastically points towards herself. Where, where did you go to celebrate your 40th birthdays? Remember, you guys are a week apart, right? That's right. You were so, going to turn 40 together. And you wanted to do something. Why? You did. We did. You did. Now, yeah. you were 39 then, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was born. Yeah, she was I born. was born when they were 40. So they went to Hawaii mm-hmm. to celebrate the upcoming 40s. Mm-hmm. We got in. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> does, that, does, that line, does the timeline line up? When was the first time you guys went to Hawaii? I don't... You went twice. Yeah. You went once before her, and then and right. once with and her. then once with her. You took right. her to Hawaii, right. which to this day, I'm not. I'm not. I want to sound bitter. I've not <laughs> been to Hawaii. <laughs> okay. But my sister, at the age of two, yeah, was able to pilgrimage to Hawaii with my parents. Well, I actually am sad that I don't remember that. Trip. At, le- at less than a year, you guys went to Hawaii in, 80, in 1984. So, technically, I can say I went to Hawaii. I remember nothing about it, so it's like very disappointing. But technically, you've been to Hawaii. <laughs> Technically, I have not been to Hawaii. <laughs> Literally, technically, metaphorically, I've never been there. But, um, no, I don't think that had anything to do with it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. All right, so... <laughs> but anyway. So, tell, tell us that. tell us the, the experience of learning that, that you were going to have a child 10 years after your last child at the age of 40. Um, well, I was absolutely thrilled. Um, I probably... Well, okay, between Chris and Anne, I had another miscarriage. True. Right. And, um, uh, Do you remember when that was? Well, it had been 81 or so, maybe. So after we mm-hmm. moved to Texas. Yeah, after mm-hmm. we moved to Texas. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we lived here. And so, anyway. Because um, that would have been, that was seven years. Yes, seven years after I was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thereabouts. So, so, so um, the, I was so, thrilled. So the idea of having another child after me, or even several years after me, was not out of the question. Oh, no. Okay. No. And the fact that um, my um, mom was 40 when I was born, and I thought, okay, um, no problem. And what was Dad's reaction when you told him you thought you were pregnant? 
Uh, he. Do you some, remember? Somewhat surprised. Disbelief, surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. could have been disbelief. He's a grown man. He understands how these things happen. <laughs> right. But, but um, we were all, everybody was thrilled. We yeah. were very excited. Yeah. The four of us were very excited. Well, glad yeah. you actually told them I was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, you told both of us that you were coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and you were born in February. Actually, uh, your birthday is the day before our anniversary for moving to Texas. Correct. Um, and I remember, I remember being sick. I think we were, I was sick. Or you? Everyone were, was sick. Every, yeah. yeah. Now, wonderful Grandpa Early used to visit us every winter, and he had made his annual visit. One he, of my one of my favorite people in this y- world. By yes, the way. absolutely. Yeah, mine too. And he was sick. I was sick. You were sick. And not we're not talking just sick here. We're talking Flu. like had missed. A week of school sick right. and it's a saturday morning and see now grandpa early would stay in my room right when he would visit and so we had bunk beds in your room and i was on the bottom bunk and it was a saturday morning about i don't know seven maybe and the phone was ringing now remember we didn't have a phone in every room then we certainly didn't have cell phones we just so, had a couple phones in the house yes now i right. had been sick for Days and I still was feverish. I think so. I had to get up out of bed. And you, and you were thirteen at the time. I was about to turn twelve, 13. going on thirteen. Right. Yes, and I would be thirteen the after that. So I had to go like through the house into the family room, right, to pick up the landline. So I'm all, I'm walking, thinking, right, I'm twelve now, right. So I have twelve attitude. So I real attitude. <laughs> Where where are these people? Why aren't they answering? Why is no one answering the phone? <laughs> I'm dying here. Why do I have to answer this stupid phone? So I pick up the phone. I'm all hello, and it's dad. He's all oh, you know, good morning. I'm at the hospital. I'm like, what? Why are you at the hospital? Well, I'm here with mom. With mom? <laughs> yeah, we're having a baby, and I just like I'm sick and I'm tired and I'm angry and it was just it was just very, I don't know, bizarre. <laughs> I can imagine. But at least she was at a hospital on a hospital bed. She was not in the elevator. No. no. <laughs> or in a wheelchair. <laughs> yes. And then we went to visit. Um, and it was still a little restricted then. So you had... To, I was... I, you were not. I was just old enough to go back into the maternity ward and see mom and baby. But we were all sick. So we had to stay... You know, out in basically like the visiting waiting room reception area, and of course there was the glass windows where you could look at the babies. So you and I, all of us, we just looked horrible, mm. and we were just <laughs> staring <laughs> through the glass. Such a ragtag group. <laughs> oh, yeah, mom so came so out. That's, that's the baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I came home from the hospital and. I don't know if you were well by that point. Were you prepared for this baby to arrive? Was she on time? Was she late? Um, she was early. Mm-hmm. And was early. How so early? I, um, I don't know. Maybe about ten days. Yeah, you, two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I have it in your baby book. Okay. Now we had had a baby shower. Yes. Did you have your suitcase packed? Oh no. Who had to pack your suitcase? You did. Mm-hmm. And I was sick by and, phone. And, and you were twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the none of the baby clothes were ready. Where was everything? In the crib, in the in our room, in the boxes, in the, in the crib. Bo- <laughs> yeah. 
So did Barb serve my help with this? She came over and helped me wash everything and organize the as much as we could. Yeah. Yeah. But it all worked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, um, if it all would have been just so smooth, it wouldn't have been as much fun. Hmm. Well, it's never one smooth, le- is it? One I mean, l- no, never. One learns from each little... True that. Whatever in life. Little, not really cross, because that's not a cross, but... Um, adventure. Challenge. Mm-hmm. Challenge. challenge. Adventure. <laughs> so, we, so basically, we've left off in 1984, but that was... That was 35 years ago, almost. Um, don't age me that much. I'm 33. I said, all, I said, all, I said almost. I said almost. So I don't want to just gloss over 30, the last 30 years of your life. Right. But give me some general comments about just about parenting and about, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just stay there. A couple of just comments or feelings or thoughts about your experience as a parent as you raised us. Oh, um, I so enjoyed being a mom and watching y'all grow and develop into the fine young people that you are today. Um, No problems, really, to speak of. Not like what some people are experiencing today. So then you ask yourself, hmm, why? Well, maybe the fact that I did stay home and... um, you know, gave some extra attention. Um, although the things have changed, but um, still to this day, there are some fine, fine young people that are growing up. You can't say, you know, that our culture is producing um, bad, bad young people because it's not true. Although we now have a, a drugs that have entered into the scene, and um, that. Uh, sickens and worries me, but anyway, um, nothing that I ever did in my life was greater than becoming a mom. Nothing. Aww, thank you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And um, I kind of wish my other two little ones would have made it through, but f- for whatever reason, they didn't. And I think that um, when one has a miscarriage, there's still a soul there. Yes. There is a soul there. And I think that um, someday um, we'll get to see um, you'll get to see your little brother and our sister. And that I find to be very exciting. Um, uh, so I really had no major, major, major problems. One um, thing as far as um, moving goes, I discovered um, this home, very, very large home. And I thought that that would be... Um, just um, a great place to be. And uh, we lived for 33 years in that original home that we moved from Milwaukee to Texas. And and, um, for whatever reason, I just thought this other place would be great. I thought, you know what, you only go through life once. And I think I thought that would be a great place to be. Uh, And it was, we had a lot of fun there. We had, um, um, we had showers there, uh, baptismal parties there, birthday parties there, some of my organization parties there. We had a wedding for a Hispanic couple, a reception for them there. Lots and lots of fun. More went on as far as that goes than probably some people do in a lifetime. But um, for whatever reason, I felt um, that, you know, this is, I still feel this is not where I, where I was supposed to be. I, and I was getting these these feelings in my 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 heart and my soul and then lo and behold my 
Anne's father-in-law put this home that we're currently in on Facebook, and um, I uh, <laughs> clicked on it and told um, our dad about it, and he said, well, if you're interested, call Bill. So I called Bill, and Bill said, I can meet you over there in 10 minutes. And I said, really? So um, um, we went and uh, made the decision to sell the big home and, um, and move into the smaller home. Um, and I came to the firm conclusion after all was said and done and all the hard work involved that bigger is not better. Bigger is not better. Um, well, that is not what brings happiness. Things in this life do not bring happiness. Um, peace and love and faith bring happiness to a, to a human being. So um, what's interesting was 33 years on Baker Drive, three years on um, Charleston Place in Colleyville, Texas, and the address where we currently are is 333. So I says to Ann's father-in-law, I said, when, when I had a chance one time, I says, Bill, why did you put that house on Facebook? And he said, he looked at me and he said, it was a God thing. And I really think that I'm supposed to be here. I've made some amazing friends. They are so grateful that I'm here. I, they need me. I still communicate with the people that I lived with in Colleyville. Um, they um, continually want to go to have lunch with me every month. And I'm still doing uh, social things with the people on Baker Drive. So I asked my, why, why do these people want to be with me? I don't know. I don't know. I, I try to be a good person. And, but I, again, I came from an amazing family. And I'm, I have so much faith there that um, maybe that's what they see in me. I don't know. I don't know. And now um, that my children are grown, and they have their own families, and I've been so blessed with, oh, precious, precious grandchildren. And now I have the time to reach out into the community, and I'm involved in several uh, ministries that um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. And um, if you can just... You know, make a difference. Even if it's a little difference in someone's life. Um, you know, make them smile, make them feel better, make them feel loved. I think you're, you're being on this planet makes it worthwhile. And I just feel really blessed to be able to have a, tell them, have a chance to tell my story. Well, thanks, Mom. Yeah, let me just, I just want to say a couple more things. Mm -hmm. So the three of us, uh, Cindy the oldest, me in the middle, and then Anne, mm -hmm. we were all, each of us are married. Mm -hmm. Each of us have children. Mm -hmm. So you've seen the three of us grow into adulthood. You have eight grandchildren. You are approaching your mid-70s. You've lived a lot of life, as we've discussed, in, in this time. Any other th Anything else that you would, you would leave us with? Any other kind of perspectives about you specifically, about the things you've experienced? Any any kind of other comments? Oh, <clears throat> okay. As I, um, you know, approach the seventies, you know, you, um, I see, you know, eventually my life is going to end. You, every, alpha and omega. Everything has a beginning and an end. But um, with my faith, I am not afraid. I know that God has um, a special plan for me, and um, 
I really feel that um, many of the people that I love I have um, reached their heavenly reward, and that is my goal. And that um, when I do finish my journey, I'll get to see them again. And that's going to be so fantastic. So I'm just concerned about getting my stuff organized in this life um, so that um, when I um, finish my journey, that um, I don't leave a mess behind. (laughs) But um, through my one ministry, which is hospital ministry, I am with people that are very close to finishing their journey. And I think, well, okay, why am I involved in this ministry? Well, when I think back, um, God has prepared me for it. Um, The situation with my grandma, being with her, um, just uh, my my faith and all and my own experiences. um, After Christopher was born, and I was very close to dying, but um, I didn't, and it was meant to live, so that was an experience, and I can see where God prepared me for all that. So some people say, oh, I don't know how you can do that hospital ministry. Well, um, no, I'm called to do it, and I, I love doing it, and I love to be able to make a difference and make these people smile when I, by, by the time I leave the, them. I, I want to make sure I, I get a smile out of them, no matter how sick they are. It's a very special ministry. Yeah. So, so, for, so for people that don't know you, although they know you a lot better now, because mm-hmm. we've just had this conversation together, mm-hmm. what's the one simple way that you'd like to be identified? What's the, what is the thing, the uh, thing that defines you or identifies you as a person? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I just, um, I'm not the most special, most best-looking, most intelligent person on this planet. But um, um, I know that um, our dear Lord loves me. And another, another thing I want to tell, one brief thing about my ministry is I'm, I'm very pro-life. I'm involved in um, three uh, pro-life ministries, two that I actually call pro, pro-life Northeast Tarrant Right to Life, St. Michael's Pro-Life, and then a ministry that is called Gabriel Project, um, titled after St. Gabriel, or Angel Gabriel. And we um, work with people that have said yes to a crisis pregnancy. And uh, again, because I've come from a large family, um, I, I love doing that. And... Um, um, that's one of the reasons I think I'm here in Texas, too. I don't think if I would have stayed in Wisconsin that I would have grown as much as I have here because um, I I cannot say I was smothered by my family, but uh, um, you know, coming away from them gave me the opportunity to grow and reach out. I had to, to survive. I think that's that's absolutely true. To survive. And and I think... I think that if I were to put into words, um, summarize you, it would be that you're a faith-filled person who always does the very best that she can and tries to bring out the best in everyone that she encounters. Thank you, Cindy. I appreciate it. Yep. So, okay. And did you want to conclude with anything? No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, well, Mom, mm-hmm. thanks for doing this. Well, thank you for making this possible. Are you, are you glad that we sat down and did this with you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't yes. as bad as you thought? No, it, it was. <laughs> I was a little concerned when I looked at all this equipment, and I thought, oh, gosh. All, all the blinking lights and whatnot? Yeah. 
So anyway, um, when and if you share the story, I hope I, uh, again, make a difference in, in whoever listens. Well, thanks for the time, and we appreciate you sharing your story with us. Okay. My privilege right. and pleasure. All right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks for including us. Five right. times. We love you. Thank you. We love I you, love Mom. you all, too. Love you, Mom. I love you, too. All right. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. You can listen to the Gravity Beard Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheGravityBeard. Email us at contactthebeard at gmail.com or interact with us in other indie pods in the Underdog Podcast community on Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you. If you got at least a dollar's worth of entertainment from today's episode, please consider supporting us via Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard for more details. We're also a member of the Podfix Network. Go to podfixnetwork.com or at podfix on Twitter to check out the entire lineup of terrific shows. Please also consider subscribing to Podfix Presents. It's a podcast from the collective minds of the Podfix Network where you'll hear exclusive content not available on the individual shows. Find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. This song is also by Silent Partner. It's called Above and Beyond. Both songs can be found on the YouTube audio library. The rest of the songs in the series this week are by Rick Nelson. It can be found on his Greatest Hits albums. He was one of my mom's favorite singers growing up. Adam and I will be back next week with another installment of This Week Today. Then in two weeks, we're joined by Donna Hume and Paul Shomo of the Varmints podcast for the return of Bad Date Stories. Until next time, this is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.